0: Hello and welcome to the Norwegian edition of the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Bet, and I'm joined for a look ahead to this week's fixtures in Norway by Greg Browning and our resident Norway expert, David Weatherston. How's it going, guys?
1: Yeah, doing well, thank you. Doing well. Good, Good
0: thank you. How's things over there, David, in Norway?
2: Um, autumn is here. It's, uh, it's not particularly nice. Yeah, um, so I'm just... I was out running today, but it was uh, pouring rain. and it was only about 10 degrees. Um, so it wasn't so nice.
0: Let me back home. I was just going to say, it must make you miss <laughs> Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> not, yeah. not much, well, but that might. Um, so this midweek, we've got three Norwegian teams in European action. Tonight, we're recording this uh, Wednesday, kind of tea time. Tonight, Molde are in action against finish Varos in a massive game for
2: them David yeah massive obviously two legs
0: so if if whatever happens
2: tonight they can finish the job next week in Hungary but yeah this is probably pretty 50-50 this one and a chance to get into the Champions League for the first time in 21 years for uh, Molde so yeah it's um, really exciting for them and looking forward to watching it
0: later yeah, we'll come on to Molde later on um, I think Greg wants to have a wee look at their game against Sandy Ford uh, On Saturday Tomorrow uh, Rosenberg and Bodo Glimt are in action And a massive game for Glimt There at the San Siro for a game against AC Milan
1: Well it's not the San Siro is
0: it? Is it not? Stadium?
1: Oh, oh, I'm, is it? Sure they, I'm sure they move stadium I might be wrong, maybe I'm uh, wrong Controversial Could we find out please, someone? <laughs> <laughs> we shall well, I'm uh, sure Either way, um, they are
0: seven to one to beat AC Milan in ninety minutes tomorrow. Do they have a chance? Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, it's going to be difficult, I think. You know, AC Milan have started their season now, so they're kind of up and running a little bit more and beat Brescia at the week. Was it? But you know, wasn't Brescia. The weekend it was Bologna at the weekend. Yeah. Can we see then and, that this
1: is um, glimpse biggest ever match? Is that about? I, I,
2: I, I wouldn't know I don't know like Massive amount mass About their history But I'd imagine It probably it Has is. to be up there I
1: think Playing um, a team That's won the European Cup The Champions yeah. League That many times Has yeah. to be probably The biggest ever match Certainly in Europe anyway
2: Yeah So so I was just reading Actually um, One of the Milan players Has tested positive For Covid uh, I was actually just reading it Two minutes ago And uh, He Yeah So the rest of the squad Is going to get tested um, so we'll see see how that goes because if he's infected the rest of the squad, then they may have to send out the reserves. Maybe
0: or bring back So I, I think I can confirm that the game is not the
1: San Siro. Yeah, um, I apologise. According to AC Milan's official website, unless you know better, <laughs> unless you know better, Greg. No, I thought they were moving stadium. Sorry, I thought they were moving away from San Siro, but obviously they're not yet. <laughs>
0: No, uh, they have played Italian opposition before. But it looks like they played Sampdoria back in 1994, lost 4-3 on aggregate. Uh, so just looking at previous European fixtures that they've had. Sorry, they also played Inter Milan as well and Napoli. So <laughs> uh, they've got a wee bit of history against Italian opposition. But this looks like a really tough test for them, despite the fantastic forum that they've been in in the way to zero. Nobody's getting near them in Norway are they?
1: It's just getting ridiculous, isn't it? I almost want them to lose now. No, 18 I don't, I don't. games in, 16 wins and two draws, yeah. um, 16 points clear. So I would love to see them lose this weekend, just <laughs> just to mix things up a little bit.
2: <laughs> I, I thought they were they were a little bit slow to get out of the blocks on on Sunday. I thought they struggled to get going, but scored right at the start of the second half. But yeah, Stefano Pioli, the Milan manager, was saying, "Look, we're playing against a team who are unbeaten all year, scoring." plenty of goals so they, I think they know they'll be up for a game but I think it would be a big surprise if Gleam can, can get something out of it I thought they might be a decent price to score just in Milan but no they're not so it's not even worth backing that
1: um, It's such shame. a shame at the moment that there's no two legs in these games obviously yeah. there is in the uh, Champions League but for the Europa League it's such a shame for clubs fans officials that they're not getting the opportunity to have that home in a tie.
0: Yeah, and even, I was just going to say, it's, it's a real shame that it's not in Norway, because I would put a completely different complexion on the tie, you know, if it was a one-off tie in Norway, um, yeah. but as it is, it's going to be a tough trip to Italy for them.
1: Well, look at um, AC yeah, Milan wouldn't, last wouldn't weekend. it would
0: be so nice to go up to Bode.
1: They went to Sarmorke Rovers and only won 2-0. Yeah, yeah. No easy games in Europe, as they say. <laughs> There's not <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: But anyway, we, we would love to see uh, all the Norwegian teams progress. It would certainly give us plenty to talk about and uh, get stuck into as the season progresses here on the podcast. So, best of luck to the, the teams that are in Europe this midweek. Um, we are going to have a look at elite season and Obos League in games this weekend. There's a double header of Obos League and fixtures again this weekend. Games on Friday and games on Monday. We don't have any tips for Monday as yet, but Greg, you'll be putting some on the channel if there's anything you fancy. And David, you'll be keeping your blog up to date with anything that you fancy yeah. uh, over the weekend. Yeah. Okay, so last weekend we did okay on the podcast. I think the standout uh, winning bet was Osana's win against Oigarden.
2: Yeah, they went 1-0 down early, so I was a little bit worried um, with the minus one bet, but they turned it around fairly quickly. There were 2-1 up at the break. They were by far the better team and um, eventually scored, I think it was around sort of 75 minutes. They got their third and they never really looked like um, conceding after that. In fact, they missed a few decent chances and could have been more. So yeah, pretty pretty happy with that one.
0: And we also capitalised on Volarenga's uh, visit, uh, oh, sorry, home game uh, against Molde. We just thought it was a good opportunity to take on Mulder in that game based on the fact that they had been playing in Europe in midweek. And that's a theme that we'll come back to on the podcast this week as well.
2: Yeah, they scored. I had, had longest to score in the first half, yeah. So, Chartan's on again, um, getting his uh, fourth in two games since returning. So, yeah, he's uh, looking like one to keep an eye on for the remaining fixtures.
1: Another really good win at home for Valeringa. They really are a tough team to beat at home. I think they do most of their good work at home, um, and I think they remain unbeaten now still, which is yeah. which is great.
0: But we're going to start this week with the league fixtures. David, you've got a nice little both teams to score double for us to have a look at, and the games kick off on Friday at 5 p.m.
2: Yeah, so looking at both teams to score double, obviously the Oberliga's thrown up some some <laughs> plenty of goals this year. Yeah. So, uh, going back to Osana, who obviously won 3-1 at the weekend, they're um, up against Ranheim this week. And um, two teams with plenty of goals between them. Ranheim have scored 45, conceded 28 in their 16 games, which is incredible. Um, incredible goal. And Osana have scored 34, conceded 22. So, in 16 games, it's um, really impressive stuff. Um, Ranheim... Scored 25 at home in their eight games and 13 conceded. So, eight eight games in a row uh, for Osana now that they've scored and conceded. um, It's six in the last eight for Ranheim. And uh, these are two pretty evenly matched teams. It's uh, third v fifth. I think it should be a good game. Two attacking teams, two teams that like to try and play a bit of football. So, I think um, I I can expect goals in this game, not just... um, one each, but potentially another sort of high-scoring game involving involving these two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the bookies second. also
1: are expecting goals in this match. I yeah, had a quick look at over 3.5, and I had a quick look as well at over 3 in the Asian handicap. And the Asian line is only set at 1.5 yeah.
2: for
1: <laughs> over 3 goals. So that kind of tells you its own story, that they are expecting goals in this match.
2: Yeah, probably not a surprise given that Ranheim's... Um, yeah offensive style but yeah the second game I'm looking at is Raufoss uh, versus San Nazulf so San Nazulf a very disappointing result on Monday night they lost 3-0 home to Trump to um, a little bit of a surprise considering how their home form had been up up to then um, but they're, they're going to Ralfos, uh who another team two another two teams that score goals and concede goals and sort of Plenty of numbers. Um, Sannez have scored 26, conceded 34. Raufos is 26 as well. They've scored and conceded 23. Um, seven out of the last eight Raufos games have scored and conceded, and six of the last eight Sannez games scored and conceded. Uh, the last, they played each other three or four weeks ago, and it was 2 1 to Sannez Ulf in a pretty good, um, even game. Uh, so, yeah, looking at Raufos, Sannez Ulf and the Ranheim Osana, both teams have scored double. And that pays 2.29 on Bet365.
0: Yeah, that uh, Routhos v Sandé's fixture has a a decent history of goals in it. 27 goals scored in the last six meetings between the two sides, averaging 4.5 goals per game. So I know (laughs) know sometimes we can uh, take on the head-to-heads if we like the look of them and we... Um, kind of ignore them if we don't like the look of them <laughs> on the podcast, but uh, in this instance, it certainly the history would back up the fact yep. that there's likely to be goals in this one um, Okay, so it's the both teams to score double and that pays what
1: 2.29? Yeah At am probably going to Bet365 I'm going to have a look at, look at this match probably for corners um, come tomorrow I think, there's no corner markets out yet on team corners but Rufos at the moment at home uh, tend to generate some decent corner counts. So it's probably one to keep an eye on. I think Lollerstrom as well are pretty good for corners. So I'll have a look out um, come tomorrow once we get markets. I'll probably share that on the channel um, at some point tomorrow afternoon.
2: Well, just a just a quick look. They're absolutely smashing the corners at home. Uh, yeah, averaging over nine at home. That's pretty, pretty mental.
1: Yeah. Yeah, don't tell the bookies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> okay, so that's a wee double for Friday. As I say, the game kicks, both games kick off from 5pm on Friday, so make sure you get that on in plenty of time. We're going to have a wee look at uh, later Searing games, and there's a couple of games on Saturday. Moda play tonight, Wednesday night. Uh, the return leg of that tie is on Tuesday night, so sandwiched in between. They've got a home match in Elita Searing v Sandia for Sandy Ford Um, And Greg You quite fancy The away team's chances Of corners in this one
1: Yeah So I think looking at Moda obviously They've completely Chucked the league (laughs) (laughs) Five defeats in seven Is pretty grim To be fair Um, Really really disappointing From them Um, Hence why they're now Sixteen points behind Bora Glimpt In the race for the title I say the race for the title Title's over David, um,
0: I, I guess is anyone in Norway starting to work out how many games claim to are away from winning
2: <laughs> the title? Yeah, it's, yeah. Actually, I was just going to mention a bit more. I think um Mowia, he's not under pressure, but I think he's like people are starting to talk about like what's what's happening with Mowia. Like they've got a good squad. They've got a lot of numbers there who who should be good enough um, to compete um, in the elite city, even if they have to rotate, and uh, they're really. They haven't. I mean, they've lost. what they lost five in a row away from home? Um, or four in a row? I think four or five in a row away from home now. And yeah, that's not good enough. And I think if like if they don't get into the Champions League and they've completely thrown the league, um, I don't. And I don't think it's But yeah, I think there's people starting to talk about it,
1: it just shows as well how important these two uh, first and second legs are going to be for most of the, this season. It's going to define their season. Obviously, they're still in a position to finish second or third. In the league, obviously there's five teams in the mix now. Um, it's, I think it's packed up quite a lot recently. So you've obviously got Mulder, Odd, Rosenborg, Volenga, and Christensen all within about five points of each other, yeah. occupying second to seventh. So they absolutely need to finish second, obviously, uh, for European football next season. But it's always difficult for clubs who've got a European game on a Thursday night and have got a second leg the following week. So it'll be really interesting to see how they got on tonight and depending on how that performs tonight, what next week looks like in terms of their trip um, to to Hungary. So they're at home to Sanifjord on Saturday. Now, Sanifjord are obviously struggling at the kind of bottom end of the table. Uh, I think there's a good few points between these two sides. Uh, But Sanifjord at the moment, they beat on Dallon 1-0 away from home two weeks ago, although that probably doesn't count. Given you and Dallin have lost, was it 11 to 13, David? I think we said earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they followed that up with another normal draw at say um last week. So, four points in their last six. It's good form. Um, as I said before, Moulder have now lost five of their last seven. They are obviously very strong at home, though, Moulder. So, I think looking at the prices for this match, we're still getting a very high price on Sandyfield to win this match. But a market that I've raised quite a few times now, Um, on the podcast is Moda's tendency to concede at least four corners at home. So looking back across their season so far they have conceded four or more corners now in seven of their eight home games and the last six home games have all seen at least four corners shipped. Um, I think it's worth remembering as well, this will be Moda's fourth game in ten days so it does take its toll and obviously that Champions League game now Is so important for them uh, To get into the group stages uh, Both obviously In terms of their season Not pit- pitting out and also, and also the fact The financial gain They're going to get from that Is that Talked about at all David In terms of the money They'll get from the Champions yeah, League
2: Yeah definitely I mean they've already, they've already Guaranteed 100 million For Europa League So yeah that was 100 the, million that was... Yeah, 100 million, sorry, well, kroners, yeah.
1: I to say, wow! 100
2: million kroners, so yeah, like just around around 10 million sort of pounds for the for the Europa League. So if they yeah. get into the Champions League, I don't know what, it's just, it's, yeah, multiply that by whatever, five, ten, maybe.
1: Wow. So in terms of the picture as well, it does see a lot of goals. I think the last nine meetings between the sides have all gone over 2.5 goals. I think with both teams to score landing in eight of those nine games. So 41 goals scored in the last nine meetings. Um, you're getting 5-6 to six for both teams to score and over 2.5 goals. Um, Sandifjord's corner counts, I wouldn't say they're impressive. Um, pretty average, to be fair. But I think it's probably a very good time for Sandifjord to play mode away. With them, with them playing tonight, another big match next week in Hungary in the second leg. be very keen to see what sort of price we can get on Sandifjord to hit at least three or four corners. So no markets out yet, unfortunately, uh, but they should appear tomorrow, if not tonight, and I'll share them on the on, on the channel um, as soon as they come out. I think it's probably worthwhile taking Sandy Fjord on the fact that, one, they're in decent net coming into this match, a draw and a win in the last two games, and I'm hoping a bit of fatigue and hopefully a mind on next week's match could give Sandy Fjord a chance.
0: I'm guessing tonight's result won't change your thinking on that much.
1: No, I think it's going to go into the second leg tomorrow and uh, next week, regardless. Anyway, so um, I, th- I think there's a really good chance for Stanley Fjord to try and get a positive result here. But f- for them to hit four corners against a side who've shipped four corners in seven of their eight home games, we should get a decent price for that, given the fact that Stanley Fjord are six to one to win the match.
2: Yeah, the prices are up. I've just switched it on, so they're five to four to hit four plus. So I'm presuming go. that sticks in with your with your uh, thought process.
1: Yeah, thanks for that, David. Thank you. I checked literally 10 minutes ago and they went out. So, um, yeah, so five to four on Sandy if to hit four or more corners, I think it's worth taking on um, in that match. Yeah, we'll take some of that.
0: Okay, again, probably just advice to check um, prices elsewhere if that's one bookie just giving the prices out for that. So <clears throat> if that changes at all, then we'll update that on the Telegram channel, Greg. Yeah, we will. Yeah, yep. Okay. So on to Sunday, and uh, David, you quite fancy odd. They face uh, Haugesund on Sunday at 5 p.m. And yeah, just looking at odds form, they're only two defeats in the last 8 I've been to Glent and to Moulder, so definitely one of the form teams here. Yep. Um, and you think they look like a big price to win first and foremost?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. You've still my still my Sorry. research. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I, fancy, I think I mean the price they are to win, I think it's 2.6 um, on Paddy Power. And it seems really surprising that they would be that, given that they have won seven of the last nine. They're basically the second best team in the league um, at the moment, given Molde's form. They had a good win against Stabach on uh, Sunday night. I thought they played, played really well. They just have some really good players. Um, sort of midfield three and the the two wide players, so kind of like a midfield five. That's good. Maybe not quite as good as Glinch, but they're definitely up there for some of the best in the league. They're very technical players. They all play through the lines really well. Take the ball on a half turn really impressively. And I think it's um at the start of the season they they relied a lot on Bourvin, uh, scoring goals, but then he moved to Rosenborg. So after that they seem to have clicked into gear and then um, and just using the whole team and they're playing really good football so um, away to Haugesund this week Um, Haugesund they've lost four of the last six including the previous two they lost 2-1 at Rosenborg and they lost 2-1 at Stabach Um, they are better at home so I'll I'll give them that Um, they've they've won four out of their nine home games but they have lost four Um, and I think odd to be 2.6 2.6 is just this it's a really high price but just in case um they don't win uh, you can get them on just under even money on the asian handicap market so the 0.0 in the asian handicap market you can get it at 1.99 um so basically you get your money back if if it's a draw and you win if odd win so i mean the same bet basically so draw no bet is is 1.86, I think, on Bet365, um, <clears throat> so it makes no sense at all. But if you yeah, switch over to the Asian Handicap and put 0.0 on odds um, against how you you're getting 1.99, and I think that is a really good price considering how well they've been playing.
0: Yeah, we were discussing that pre-podcast about the differentiation between the prices. Sometimes that you get on the Asian handicap always seems to be slightly better. And it's definitely something that punters should be aware of. Um, Whatever bets that they're putting on, just if there is a possibility of getting on it as an Asian line, then to have a look at it. And Greg, you had flagged up the fact that sometimes that happens on the over two and a half uh, goals markets as well. Yeah,
1: so some of the guys on the channel have been contacting me. Um, if I put up, for example, an over 2.5 goals bet, I'll base that price based on what's on the, the goal line markets. So I think it was an occasion this week that there was a bet at 19 to 20 on the standard kind of over 2.5 goal line, and it was even money on the bet builder, which is bizarre. So it's always worthwhile checking for those that use bet t is always check the bet builder because you tend to find that quite a lot of the time There's a little difference in the price Yeah, And every little helps
0: Yeah, indeed Okay, so the bet on that one is Odd On Asian Handicap at 0 um, At 1.99 Okay, next game we're going to have a look at Is Viking's trip to Mjøndalen Which is also on Sunday at 5 o'clock And again, Viking are another team that are in form Their only defeat in the last seven Has been Thursday night's loss to Aberdeen David, um, how did that go down in Norway?
1: Yeah,
2: I don't think it was that much of a surprise. To be honest, I think there was more disappointment that they didn't take their chances in what was a pretty even game. Um, I think the first goal could have maybe been given offside. I don't know if you've seen it. There was a boy kind of standing in an offside position that might have been affecting the goalie a little bit. Um, the second goal was directly from a corner, so that was a bit of a yeah, a bit of a bad one. I think it was even I, I think it was I's first game this season in goals. I think he's been injured for most of the season. So it wasn't ideal for him to come into that game. And yeah, I think more uh, just disappointed the way the game went because it was pretty even. More Mm. uh, more than just uh, there wasn't much expectation on them to win, I don't think.
0: Apart from on this podcast.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I I still like watching the game. I do like they should. Aberdeen missed a couple of chances, but we can miss some good chances as well. And uh, they definitely, and another night it could have gone the other way.
0: Well they we should get back to winning ways this weekend, um, a real good chance against um Yon Dalen team who have just lost their way completely, haven't they?
2: Yeah, I mean they they've lost 11 the thir- out of the last 13 games. Um They started the season okay. Um, picking up yeah, picking up a couple of wins quite early on. But um yeah, they, they sort of built their team on a sort of foundation of good defending and hoping they could nick a, nick a goal. But it's completely gone now. Um, they've conceded 30 goals uh, in total. And um, they've, uh, yeah, as I say, and the, the goals have just not happened at the other end at all. They scored three in the last nine games, which Gosh. is
0: impossible to win games with, basically. Most um, scorers in the league by, by quite a distance as well and yes. three of the four wins as you say have been 1-0 wins so they have managed to pull off the, <laughs> the trick yeah, of
2: they've, keeping they've it tight quite it back. They've won a, they won a couple of games 1-0 so a few weeks back and it, they've thought maybe they've turned the corner but no it's been back to it and it's been um, four defeats in a row now so they welcome Viking, who have won four in a row in the league just a game against Aberdeen as you say but they didn't win but they've won four in the league and they've done it in style They've scored 20 goals in the last six games. They've scored 10 in the last two games. They've won 5-2 the weekend against Ola soon The week before that, they won 5-3 at Christian soon. So, going into this game, I was very surprised to see them better than Evens to beat Mjøndalen, and Dallin. Um, 11-10 with Paddy Power. I think it was the same price in Bet365. Um, yeah, I just, I just find it really unusual that they're they're so back I mean, they're so back They've been in great form. One of the best teams in the league just now, attacking, scoring goals. Dima Bitticci and uh, Vettel are scoring goals for fun. Mjöndalen are conceding goals and not scoring. Um, I mean, yeah, they scored five goals at home all season in eight games. That is pitiful. So, yeah, uh, we came to beat Mjöndalen at 11-10. I just um, couldn't believe how good a price it was and I'm happy to back it.
0: It does look a very good price. The other one that I was quite surprised to see the price of is five to six on Viking to score two or more in the game. I bet three six five and Viking have scored two or more in certainly the last six. Might um, have to maybe dig a wee bit further and see how far back that record goes. Maybe even the last seven possibly. But that looks like a big price as well. Yeah,
2: it does. It sounds. Uh, it sounds good. One two three four five six. Yeah, the last six. Uh, they scored in um, two, <laughs> two or more. Yeah, they've just been in really good attacking form. They're playing um, playing really good football. Um, yeah, that is a good place as well if you don't want to take the risk of the of the win. But I think if they score two goals, I think they'll win. So yeah, um, yeah, you could you maybe so. just put it together.
0: Okay, so it's a a weekend win at uh, eleven to ten. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Are we to me on that one? Also at five o'clock, you wanted to have a wee mention of Pellegrino for Christiansen, who has been in terrific form. He's leading top goal scorer in the latest at the moment.
2: Yeah, he's in unbelievable form. He um, joined last summer from Sturms Godset. Uh, so, played for Sturms Godset for a year and a half, and he scored five goals in 45 games. Um, <laughs> and now he's been at Christiansen for 27 games. He's scored 26 goals. Wow. Wow. Um, it's just clicked for him. I don't know what it is. He's 30 years old. Um, just everything seems to go through him in the Christensen team. He plays off the left-hand side. And um, he just they just look for him at every opportunity, whether it's in behind, um, sit-pieces, just anything really. He's, he's scored um, 18 now this season, which is five more than anyone else. Um, 18 and 17 games. He did miss one game through injury and he's had a couple of games where he's come off the bench uh, with injury. But the last um, the last six weeks, or the last six games, he's played 90 minutes and he's scored in every game. He's scored nine goals in the last six games, uh, 10 and eight, scored six in a row. He hits every pick, pe- he hits three kicks, he hits penalties, he scored a free kick last week um, against Start in their 2-1 victory. And he has only one assist which shows you pretty much <laughs> what he's all about in the box yeah. he's not passing much he's he's hitting shots if you see a lot of his goals it's it's very Thierry henry like the way he finishes he just opens his body up and puts it far corner he's very calm with his finishing um
1: so what we're saying that he, he doesn't pass the ball much then he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't which is good
2: for uh for like I'm going to back him to score again this week i mean he scored 18 goals in 17 games he's he's um, 2.2, which is uh, five to four. Um, five to four. Is that right? <laughs> five to four. Yeah. Aye, five to four to score any time against Bran this weekend. So Bran, obviously new manager. Uh, the last few games, uh, it's not really working out. They've only won two of the last eleven. Um, they've conceded eight in the last two games, uh, including three at the weekend, five at the weekend before that. Uh, I just think if Christian Sønder's going to score, it's going to be which they probably are against Bran. It's going to be Pellegrino again. He's got eighteen. He's got eighteen goals, and Christian Sønder scored thirty-eight. So nearly fifty percent of the goals are coming through him.
0: Yeah, and that makes Christiansen the highest goal scorers outside of Glimt and Møder in the league.
2: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they scored. They, they just this they can score a lot of different ways. I mean Pellegrino's tall as well, so he can he can get he can score headers. He's quick, so he can get him behind. He's a good dribbler, so he's happy to you know, dribble at his full back. He gets past him quite often. And yeah, as I say, he's a very calm finisher. So everything seems to be going in for him at the moment. So why not back him uh, at five to four to score again against Bran any time and to make we it seven games joke. in a row.
1: Didn't we pre podcast about him being thirty, I think um, Paul asked the question about would there be some sides looking at him because yeah. he scored eighteen goals. So he's probably at the pinnacle of his career at the moment, isn't he? Thirty years years old, hitting eighteen goals this season. He's probably in the form of his life, probably. Um, oh, de- definitely.
2: The only time he's really done it, um, he scored. He, sc- he scored. scored. Sort of one in every two games from you and darling back in. Uh, his spell there, so he went to and Island for a, three years. Um, and then he went to got Godset where it didn't work out at all. But yeah, it's just whatever happened. It's just clicked at Christian Sund. And uh, he just looks like scoring every every week.
1: Do you tend to find, so obviously as you'll know in Scotland, um, Rangers and Celtic tend to snap up um, all the other club's best players? Yeah. Usually for three million. Does that tend to happen in Norway? That players move within the week to some of the bigger clubs or it does or it used to I think uh,
2: I think now a lot of sort of agents are seeing the opportunity to take their players to to the Netherlands, to Belgium, to Turkey especially. There seems to be a lot More of interest cash. in Turkey. But um for example Leckie James, um he's obviously Mulda's sort of main striker. He was at Olusun before um and he, before he moved to Mulda. So I think Mulda uh, and Rosenborg are quite likely to do that. They've they've obviously got the spending power to do that um, compared to most of the other clubs in the league, maybe Volarenga yeah. and uh, Bran as well. But yeah, I think with Pellegrino being thirsty, I'd be surprised if another Norwegian club to come on. But I probably wouldn't be surprised to see him get a move. Um, yeah, maybe sort of America Middle East or something like that. Just to just to sort of nice yeah, the pockets
0: career. for the yeah, for the end of his career. OK, so as you say, I think Christensen most likely to score against Brann and if anyone's going to score, then Pellegrino looks like the bet to have. Definitely. OK, just to wrap up Sunday, we have Bodo Glimt at home to Volarenga um, and Glimt will go into this off the back of either a glorious result against AC Milan <laughs> or the European dream will be over, but you think there's opportunity either way, Greg?
1: I do, I really do, actually. So, so for me, this is game of the day in Norway for match day what are we on now match day 19? 19 19 yeah um, I think there's no good time to play Borough glint they've been outstanding we know how many goals they score we know what they're about but I think this is a great opportunity here for Valeringa given their recent form as well because I think at the moment given the fact that Borough Glimp have now gone what 18 games unbeaten 16 wins 2 draws 16 points clear they're definitely a scalp. Teams will want to beat them to be the first team to beat them and end that run. Um, I think the fact they are playing in Milan tomorrow will have an impact. I don't care what anyone says. Playing away in Europe on a Thursday night against well, what one of the biggest clubs in Europe in European competition. Um, it's going to be a tough gig for them in Milan. I really don't know how that game's going to pan out. I, I, obviously we expect AC Milan to win that, but. I'm not sure how comfortable they'll, they'll win that. It may be two now. I don't know. But I just think for, for Sunday's match, I think I haven't played this midweek. They'll be fresher. Um, and there's an opportunity here, I think, in two, pro- two markets for me in which I think there's some value in. And I must admit, I- I'm hoping that I can go there on Sunday and beat them. I don't know why I've become not become anti-Bora glint but I do like an underdog and I do like to see um, long runs like that come to an end so I'm hoping in terms of the betting angle looking at Wolverine as I said before I think I've championed them the last couple of weeks in the podcast at home their home form is terrific questions probably about their away form but looking at Bora Glimpse form as well they don't keep many clean sheets and that's been a common theme I think throughout the season so far and it's probably something we've highlighted quite a lot When you look at their matches, they've only kept three clean sheets out of their 20 games in all competitions, Borough Glimps. So 17 games they've conceded in. Um, Looking at those games as well, both teams have scored, I think, in 14 of them um, and been over 2.5 goals. So plenty of goals, as we know, in Borough matches. But they do concede, not a lot of goals, but they do concede in most of their games. So, looking at, and I think we spoke about this at the start of the podcast, looking back across Boda Glimpse's last five home games, they've conceded the first goal, I think, Odd scored in the first minute against them. Um, I think Storms Godset scored in the 13th minute, and Molde scored in the ninth minute. They're not starting matches very well. Not that that really bothers them, because they end up scoring four or five goals in the second half, (laughs) or or later in the first (coughs) half. So... I'm going to take Wolleringa here to score before the 58th minute. And that piece 5-6. to six. And I think there's a couple of things back that up. I think one, the fact that Bode Glimt do concede quite a lot of goals is one of them. I think Wolleringa's recent form is pretty solid. Albeit, away from home, it's not as strong as at home. I think the fact that Bode Glimt are away to AC Milan. They've had an extra game to play. Only got a couple of what a day's rest, two days rest before this match on Sunday evening, um, and I think there's, there's going to be a game in which Borreglant could be slip up in. Now, we, we have said this <laughs> multiple times now this season that it could be a match they slip up in, but I think Vaughan here have got a great chance to get a positive result, and I'm going to take them to score before 58 minutes and that pays five to six with bet three six five.
0: David, are you buying into Glimp being vulnerable on Sunday? Uh, yeah,
2: a little bit. I'm not buying on them being underdogs as such, though, because they definitely don't have the budget of all the ring I have. So I think it's it's more of a it's it's a, it's a nice story to see Gloom doing this. Uh, it's it's not one to get. I know it's easy to to hate the team that's running away at the top, but it's not it's not really the same as if it was uh, Molder doing it, who've got you know good financial backing. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to hate on them because uh, no, no, I'm not, really so enjoying I'm not them.
1: Not saying um, I'm a bonafide <laughs> tear. I, I like to see obviously them win the weekend. I think they will do that. I think from a betting angle though, I think this is a, a really good opportunity here.
2: Definitely, I agree with that. I think for them just to score before just before the hour mark, absolutely uh, worth backing for for this. Um, I think they they have started slowly more recently. They do concede goals, and Vallerenga since Schat and came in, especially um, just look like scoring, and uh, definitely worth backing that one.
1: I think as well, all good things must come to an end. They're now eighteen matches unbeaten, sixteen wins, two draws. Wolleringa are five to one. I'm not suggesting they're going to win this match, Vallerenga, but I might put a little, a little stake on them at five to one, just to see what, just to see what happens. <laughs> but the, <laughs> the second bet. Sorry, Sorry Greg, just before you
0: move on to that I was going to ask David how much the unbeaten run has become a thing in Norway um, I remember a couple of seasons ago here in Scotland, Celtic went through the season as invincibles, as unbeaten and it kind of became a, a driving factor for them actually getting into game, so there may well have been a game like this weekend's with Gleimt and Volarenger where they may have looked vulnerable and in other circumstances they may well have taken their foot off the gas, but the fact that they had this unbeaten run um, to try and hang on to. Just seem to give them that wee extra edge in games. Yeah,
2: um, I think it does as well, in general, when you
0: saw it with Arsenal as well back in yeah. the
2: day, where they seemed to just get draws out of nothing even when they weren't playing well. But yeah, yeah, I think um, at the moment, it's not, um, with Gleamte especially, because they haven't won the league before, um, it's all about winning it. Yeah. Just now, I think there's still sort of 12 games to go, so I I mean, it probably be, yeah another few weeks before they they start really thinking about that one, especially if they go out and get out of Europe um, mm-hmm. this this week. I think then it will probably become de- more of a thing
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, because yeah, as, I mean the league's done. It's just a matter of how how and when it's done.
0: Yeah,
2: I think at the moment people are just enjoying what they're bringing. Just it's, they're not winning this league by defensive. Um, Stale football, they're just winning it with style, and it's yeah, um, really that good. It goes a watch. long way, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely.
1: I think they're basing their kind of football play on the St. George- St. Johnstone. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that it's, uh, it's definitely a Norwegian
0: St. Johnson. It's definitely football. not. Can I assure you? They've <laughs> been net since Canada. Uh, okay, so you've got one more angle that you're going to have a look. I don't know if it's been priced up yet, Greg. It goals. has,
1: yeah. So um, again. Looking at this match, I think Faloringa to hit four or more corners is a little bit short at eight to eleven, yeah. but I still think it's backable, and I still think following will come here and give up the good game. Um, and if that happens, given their scoring form at the moment, then I think eight to eleven for four corners is actually, in that respect, pretty decent to be fair. Um, it's five up? to four. That's with Skybet. We obviously will look for other bookies that have that market, yeah. as we'd rather. Play with them than play with Skybet. I think my hatred <laughs> for Skybet is slowly growing um, as the weeks pass and pass. So yeah, four plus is eight to eleven, and you can get five plus at five to four. Um, they're both with Bet Three Six Five. Okay,
0: good stuff. Can you guys just then give us a wee recap of all those bets that we've discussed for the weekend? Starting with start with yourself, David. This week.
2: Yep. Yeah, uh, first of all, on Friday night, looking at a both teams to score double in Obus League. Um, it's Ranheim and Osana, and also Røfoss versus San Nazulf. Uh, that pays 2.29 with Bet365. Um, then on to Sunday, I'm looking at odd to yeah odd on the Asian handicap market 0.0 against Haugesund. That is paying 1.99 with Bet365. Also, um, I'm looking at Amal Pellegrino to score. Uh, against Bran for Christian Sund. He's 2.2 to score any time. That is with Paddy Power and B365, same price. And um, Viking also to beat Mew and Allen on Sunday as well. And that is 2.1 with Paddy Power.
1: Um, so I'm taking the Molde V's Stanley Fjord match on Saturday at 5 pm. I'm taking Stanley Fjord to hit four or more corners at 5 to 4, and that's with Skybet. And match of the day on match Day nineteen is Buddha home match versus Volerenga and that's on a Sunday at seven thirty. And I'm taking Volerenga to score before the fifty-eighth minute, and that's five to six with bet three six five. And I'm also taking Volerenga to hit four or more corners at eight to eleven, and that's with Skybet. Yeah, mate, and I think mate. as well, I'll be sharing some bets from the Oversligaan for Friday and Monday on the private channel. Yep, and we might revisit those uh, corner odds on
0: Volaringa. if uh, more bookies offer up some prices on them. Yes, yeah. Okay, good stuff. Um, don't forget you can follow the guys on Twitter at 80, Sorry, browning84greg, and at dweatherston11 so make sure you give the guys a follow and uh, they'll be updating any prices and any markets that they've suggested on the podcast and possibly adding one or two over the weekend if you want more tips like the ones we've just discussed on the podcast then make sure you join Greg's telegram channel where he posts his best tips daily just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details on how to sign up and that's us for this week's edition of the podcast best of luck to the Norwegian teams that are featuring in Europe this uh, midweek and best of luck with your bets guys. Thank you very much. Good luck. Paul, good luck.